Hey, welcome back to Sped Rehab. <laughs> this is our first time uh, in a long time being in the same exact room to do this. This is so exciting, Susan. Um, wait, when were we in the same room doing this last? Early, one of our early episodes. One of the earlier episodes, for sure. It was October... Was it 2020? 2020. It was 2020. And because COVID was still majorly influencing yeah. everything. Not that it's not now. We're in the summer of 2022 now. Yeah. yeah so one of our early episodes was together. And uh, wait, is that one of the ones that you accidentally erased? No, uh, as you will have heard, Slam. I'm going to I'm going to invent. I didn't accidentally erase, but I, I am going to invest in getting those episodes back because it was a lot. So it was like five episodes. So hopefully, if you're listening to this episode right now, you will have heard those episodes that were recaptured and found. So we'll, well just hope so. And I have said this before. Although you may not have heard it before, listener. But one thing that really annoys me um, when listening to podcasts is, especially if I'm new to a podcast and I don't know the time frame. So if they don't reference like, hey, it's this year or this, even the year, like I want to know what year it is. So as of right now, it is August already. The word that strikes fear in the hearts of teachers is, everywhere August of 2022 um, so just to give you a little time frame there and uh, so I'm Susan I'm Melanie welcome to Sped Rehab. Rehab okay so uh, Melanie lives out west I live in the east and we used to see each other all the time because we were Roomies! Oh, wow, we're so simpatico. <gasps> First bad teacher reference of the day Woo. on the podcast, anyway. We did it totally at breakfast this morning a lot. Um, so we don't, ever since Melanie moved from the East Coast, we don't see each other a whole lot. So this is only, I guess, our second one, did you say, in person? I think so, yeah. Or is it the third? I forget one now. One time at my house and yeah. one time here at your house. That's right. So it is kind of odd. We're used to doing it virtually with each other. Um, but we are at my house because we have just done the annual girls trip to the beach. Yes. Um, which was a, looked a little different during COVID years, but we kind of got back in the swing of things uh, this year. So, um, so currently we are broadcasting from the East. Melanie has come to see us. Um, so last week we were at the beach and we talked a lot about how do we recharge as teachers over the summer. Obviously the beach is going to, be, if you live in a coastal area, um, you know, that's that's just what everybody does. Um, yeah, so yeah. I, and I had a great time. We had a few stressors. There were a lot of kids where we were and I kind of felt for the first time like one of those get off my lawn <laughs> people because I found them really annoying and I I have taught high school for a number of years now um 
I started in 2015 teaching high school. Yeah, but for summer vacation, you want to get away from all that. Well, and and I think I taught exceptional kids where I was. It was a charter school and... um, not that public schools or private school, I'm not saying anything about them, but the charter high school where I was for so long, I am now kind of sort of a substitute, but we'll come back to that situation later. Um, I just think we had some really great kids. Yeah. And so now when I see teenagers, I'm, I that's what I expect. And when I don't see that and I see bad behavior and stupid behavior, I just want to put them in a corner. <laughs> How quickly we forget our own sordid teenage past. Oh, I know, right? I'm, I was the worst. I was the worst teenager in the world. But that, that was a great segue to our topic it for was. our season finale. It was. Oh, it was. <laughs> uh, which is, how do you recharge for summer? We reached out to fellow school employees, <coughs> and we wanted to go through... You're excused. We wanted to go through what some of the answers were and we'd love feedback if you hear anything that's something like you do oh wait can i interrupt you please i'm i'm totally going to anyway so melanie and i both had this weird cough and (laughs) so you might be hearing a few coughs and sniffles um there's one and I, I hope it doesn't get on people's nerves, but it's probably going to happen. But the funny thing is, um, we have been clearing our throats in the manner of Will Ferrell in Anchorman. And I don't know how many of you have seen that, but it's kind of one of our movies that Melanie and I talk about a lot. That's our movies that we watched <coughs> at the beach. Yeah. <coughs> Nobody likes to hear that in their ears. <laughs> I won't fit. Okay, fine. I will not finish the rest of my Ron Burgundy impression. I just wanted to warn people we might be yeah. a little sniffly and coffee. Okay, anyway, back to how do we recharge over the summer? All right, so I'll start with this first one. So someone mentioned that they used to do GISH, G-I-S-H. So I had to look that up. And it turns out it's a week-long team scavenger hunt. Ooh. Uh, I don't know if it's real or virtual, but anyway, that's uh, a cool thing. Sounds like a cool thing that helps keep your mind active, but not on, like, work things. Speaking of work, my boss is calling me. (laughs) But I'm not going to get it because I'm podcasting. Because right you're on summer vacation. That's right. So that was a cool thing, like a scavenger hunt, something uh, that you can sign up for and meet, uh, probably meet a lot of other cool people that you wouldn't. That sounds cool. Normally meet. Yeah. What does it stand for? Did I miss that? It stands for. I'll tell you in a second. G I S H. Greatest international scavenger hunt. Huh. Are there prizes? I sorry, we should have totally have looked this up before getting. I mean, I pulled it up. So it's a Guinness World Record breaking experience. This is directly from their website, gish.com, designed to bring out the weirdest, most creative, and adventurous sides of people while doing good. It's played in a hundred countries. It takes place. Oh, today's the first day. Oh no, no, that was a couple years ago. Those were the dates. But anyway, it looks like it's summertime. 
and it's uh, just like a worldwide challenge. Um, like Pokemon Go? I guess similar. Um, I'll have to look more into it while we talk about other stuff when you, when you have the mic. But it absolutely sounds like a fun thing. You can play challenges year-round on their GISH app. Hmm. By the way, we're not getting any promotional monies or anything. No, this is the first I'm hearing about from Gish. this one. Yeah, I just looked it up. So that sounds really fun. Um, someone else said, clean my house, organize, and swear to get back on my exercise eating program. <laughs> okay, uh, Marie Kondo. That's probably a typical one because... Especially for teachers who do have to, well, who do end up taking work home or something like that, to, like working when you're not at work. Yeah. It's probably so easy to lose that schedule of time that you need for yourself. Like, you know, and we hear so much about self-care to the point where it's become exhausted Right, like, oh my gosh, I have to self-care. I have to do my self-care. Ah. Well, not just that, but I think people roll their eyes now, like, oh my God, stop talking about self-care. We know, we get it already. <laughs> um, I, but I don't think people do get it. Like, that is extremely important, and I think um, if we just do a little bit from time to time, like, it, that's so recharging. Yeah. Like, um, a couple of weeks ago, I went to a salt cave. I told you about that, right? Yeah. I had forgotten if I had. And um, had a little mini massage and sat in the salt cave thing. And it was just a nice little, like, wow, life doesn't always have to be about rush, 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 get, get, do this, and this has to be done, and I have to go to this appointment, and which has kind of filled up my life for the last several months. Um, but yeah, I had a great time and I went out of there like, this is self-care. I didn't know. Yeah. I definitely took a long time to learn how to enjoy a summer vacation. I I don't know about you, but I used to work during the summers. I know we've talked about this off mic, Yes. but I basically worked until the last like four or five summers, uh, ever since I was... 14 or something so a couple of summer a few summers ago i i decided to just say no just say no (laughs) just like dare i decided to just say no to summertime work and i've never said yes since then (laughs) and i thought wow i never knew how important literally doing nothing could be yeah and i know that's also a privileged position to say that but i didn't well, I didn't take that We're chance. also veteran teachers. And I right, think it's right, the right. younger teachers. And I mean, I'm sure you did it when you were a younger teacher. I did too. Mm-hmm. I had my hand in the air for everything. Mm-hmm. And not to sound so surly. <laughs> I know it will, though, because I've just, we've been doing this a long time. Um, I, looking back, I mean, my heart was in the right place, but I was in a toxic environment. And when you do that in a toxic environment, that has the tendency to make you not want to ever volunteer for anything anymore. Because then as soon as you stop or you don't have time for something, it's like, oh, well, why can't so-and-so do it? Mm-hmm. And then they look down on you. Whereas if you just start out your career, this is my career advice. 
If you start out your career by not volunteering for anything, you will have a better time at teaching. Gosh, that sounds so awful. No. No, I... I, This year, I switched jobs, and so it was my first year in this building. Snaps. And my colleague, who I guess you could say is my teammate in terms of our positions in the school... She said to me during the first few weeks, do not tell them all the things that you can do or want to do. Not that she was saying, like, don't say it at all, but she's like, this is your first year here. Let yourself have the time to just focus on the classroom. I agree. Yeah. I agree. And you know what? I know I've said this in a podcast before, but I can't remember which one, but it bears repeating. Ms. Franklin, bless her. Bless her little heart. I'm sure she's probably long retired. I don't even know if she's still living now. Um, She was my uh, supervisor when I was student teaching, which would have been the year 2003. (laughs) Melanie gives me that look. Like, you're so old. I'm a little bit older than Melanie is. And I remember asking Miss Franklin, or maybe she just came out and told me. I don't remember, but in order to not get burned out because I think as special educators we maybe it's just different I don't know if it's more or less or just different but our kind of burnout is very is unique I think it's not the same as as a general education teachers and Ms. Franklin told me you got to mix it up in order to not get burned out you've got to recognize that about yourself that it's coming on or it's happening it's happening. It's happening. It's happening. It, it happened. <laughs> Little bridesmaids reference for you. Uh, and so I I took some crap from my parents at the time. Um, they they had both been educators in their younger days, and they didn't understand. Like their generation was, you get a job and you keep that job for as long as you can. Yeah. And that's just how you did it. That was how you showed your uh, loyalty and your dedication to the field and whatever. And, you know, fast forward many, many years later, because my parents were much older um, than I. Um, Is that right? Or older than me? It is older than I, right? Older than I am or older than I was. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I am a writer, and were, I like to get those is, things right. Cause, uh, get cause, it? Because everybody's parents are older than them. But what you mean is... They were quite a bit older. They were yeah, <clears throat> really more like grandparents in some ways. Yeah. Um, but they didn't understand that when I got my first teaching job, I was there for like three years, and then I moved to the school where I met you... And I was there for like three years. And so I kind of had this three-year thing. But it was because I wish Miss Franklin had told me this, too. And I'm telling you. I think and she was I right. telling you. <laughs> tell you what. I said that a lot last week, apparently showing my southernness. I tell you what. I Miss Franklin was absolutely right. You have to recognize when you're about to get burned out. But I think also you have to recognize what a toxic environment is and I have been in several 
and I was in one this last time that I felt like was not I mean it had its toxic elements like I guess like every place does but it was not toxic and it was almost like a relationship like I had been in these abusive relationships for so long and then I was in one that was great and I was like wait what is this what is this this is normal wow so anyway all that to say um I'm trying to circle back around but I forgot well I'll while you think about let me hand the mic to her while I while you think about that I will say, because I think we have mentioned this on the podcast before, saying that special ed is like a toxic relationship or like a drug addiction in that the lows are really low because it's so frustrating and we're so, it's hard not to get emotionally connected as well. So it cuts deep. But then the highs, like when your kid has an achievement, no matter how little, because yeah. no matter how little, it's huge for them, really, in the grand scheme, that it's so high that you're like, this is why I love my job and yes. I do what I do and I will never leave it. And then the next day you're like, this, I hate everything about this. And then a kid does a thing and you're right back up there. Yes, see, this Or like is in why. my case, having taught um, the high school, I run into former students mm. sometimes. And maybe they, I know I told you about this one. I don't think we said it on the podcast, though. But I ran into this girl, that uh, young lady that I taught in high school um, and was pretty, I would say, significantly impacted by dyslexia. And, uh, oh, boy, getting her graduated was quite an endeavor on both our parts. And I ran into her because she works at my veterinary office now. And she just ran up and hugged me. And I was like, what? Because I didn't really think she liked me. And when I had to drop my cat off. And then later on that day, I had to go pick the cat up. He had um, he had his eyeball removed. Mm. And when I went to pick him up, she told me what a pleasure it was to see me and to know that I was, you know, a client there or a customer, whatever they call him, a patient. And I jokingly said, wow, I didn't think you liked me in high school. And she goes, oh, I didn't. <laughs> Very quickly. Oh, I didn't. And I just started laughing. And she said, because you pushed me and you knew what I could do before I knew I could do it. And she said, I resented you for it back then. But she said, it stuck with me because she said, I didn't think that I would ever be able to have a regular job because her dyslexia was, you know, really impacting her. Yeah. Yeah. And now she has a, she's married and has a kid and has a solid job and she loves it and she looks great and she was smiling. And I was just like, this is why we do what we do. <laughs> this right here. But yeah, the, I, I, I feel you on that because in special ed, we tend to get so much more like on a, a close basis with these kids. Yeah. So the lows are lower and the highs are higher. Yeah. I do. I Back do, to Melanie. I do want to add a side note, but I'll have to look into this more. Maybe we can talk about it next season. Uh, that I just the other day saw an article about how much more prevalent dyslexia is in English-speaking country. Well, I should say where the predominant language is English, and in particular North America uh, or the United States of America. Um, because English is so such a mix of other languages and there are so many sight words 
and words that are spelled exactly the same but are said four different ways yeah. and other countries and with other languages don't have that dyslexia issue the way the USA has it just because of how weird our language is but I I don't know more information I just I just read through it quickly and I was like that's fascinating but anyway okay so some teachers said well we have our kids the entire summer which oh yeah I read on there somebody said going back to school in August is a break (sighs) and like they loved going back to school wow I mean I guess if you have a brood at home it yeah. can be it, kind and of if they're just like just home all day. Yeah, if they're not going to a summer program or anything, and you right. don't get a break, that's got that's a lot. Not that it's bad. It's just it it is what it is. But that can be a lot. Uh, people saying drinking drinking a lot of water, rest, fit, <laughs> fitness, or dance and stuff <laughs> when like you that. Said drinking, I was like, yep, amen to that. <laughs> And then you said water, and I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Amen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, some parent or school employees who are also parents talked about that it's a tough transition into summer, so they typically plan an immediate getaway to kick off summer a little bit so huh. that it's not such a huge change for the kids because any change is stressful with positive or negative sure so that's i never really thought about that is a major change to go from being in school every day for months and months and months to just nothing which i love now but i i don't know maybe uh maybe i never thought about it because i always went to a summer camp which took up almost the whole summer, and it started almost right away. So I was, you know, last summer, I think it was last summer. Gosh, COVID has everybody all weirded out with the last few years. Like, wait, what year was what? it? <laughs> um, but for the, let's just put it this way, for the longest time, I never had a summer free. It was either I taught a class or I had to take a class, which that was usually what it was. Mm-hmm. Or there was a workshop or a conference or I had, there was one year I had like eight IEP meetings in the summer preparing for kids to come in. Oh, that was 2019. I remember now because it was right before COVID. Um, and then that one year of 2011 when my dad was in the hospital all summer. I don't know if you... I know you were here for that, Melanie. I think we were roommates then. My dad had all the gallstones, and they were, like, all in his organs, you know. Yeah. He was in the hospital for a good chunk of that summer. And that was, like, the one summer that I fortunately didn't have anything else to do. But when people – and y'all know this. If you're listening to this, then you know when people think, oh, teachers, they they get summers off. That's why they do that job. I mean, we rarely really get summers off entirely you know what I mean yeah I think it's also different depending on what it is you teach I really don't know the gen ed life at all I don't either so sometimes I wonder if they actually get less of a summer because of the kind of prep they have to do where ours is almost a well 
when we're in the special ed world almost a continuation I don't know what makes it different I don't know but I definitely have forced myself to take off over the summer as much as possible and choose not to feel guilty about it that's right because I hear that yeah boundaries need to be set for any job really and I don't take I don't take it lightly the summer vacation when friends of mine who work 50 week a, a year jobs are like oh you get the whole summer blah 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 I'm not just I, I don't just say yeah oh my god it's amazing summer vacations woo <laughs> I'm like don't speak to me for two months <laughs> because I need this so that I can make it the other 10 months of the year almost 10 months you know what one of my favorite bad teacher lines is? What? <laughs> when Miss Halsey, a.k.a. Cameron Diaz, is oh. sitting there having lunch with Lynn, and she goes, you know, Lynn, when I started teaching, I thought I was doing it for all the right reasons. Shorter hours, no accountability, summer's off. <laughs> yeah. I think I got that in the wrong order. But anyway, that was what she said. And I know that that used to be... I'm embarrassed to admit, I, before I started teaching, I was working in law enforcement, and I thought to myself, they don't pay us crap. What are these teachers all talking about? You know, they don't get all the, they don't get a good pay, and they got summers off, and they got two weeks at Christmas, and yeah. F them. How hard could it be to work with a bunch of little kids? You know, I'm embarrassed to admit, I did kind of have that perception. Until I got into special education and I realized, oh, wow, this is so much harder than law enforcement. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Anyway, back to Melanie. Okay. Here's some other things that people do. Running, quiet time at the beach. I hear that. (laughs) spending time at the lake so a lot of water I definitely love the water I mean I know just 15 minutes ago you commented about living near the coast either coast it's just such a benefit the ocean just being grounded there Um, all right other people saying camping and let's see reading a lot of reading or audiobooks Naps. Oh my god, naps. Yeah. I don't think I'm a napper. But um Hmm. So I'm not much of a napper. I don't think I have been unless I'm sick or something. I but don't I don't Maybe I'm un-American. <laughs> well, the only time I don't like naps I mean, I do, but, like, then I just feel like crap the rest of the day, and I just don't – I don't feel recharged. I feel really gross. Yeah. I think the only times I nap are if I'm doing a show during the school year and I have time, even if I just have 30 minutes or 20 minutes to lay down during a tech week of a show because it's tough to be at a job, any job all day and then at a rehearsal all night. It's just exhausting. So those are the only times I think I really – try to nap unless I don't know unless I'm sick or something 
But those are those are uh, the, the responses we got. You know what? And here's great. my response. Yeah. Because I didn't comment on your post. Yeah. Purposefully. <laughs> you do what recharges you. And I'm telling you, this this has been like the whole self-care thing. This has been so, oh, bless you. This has been so pounded into our culture that it's lost all meaning. But the self-care thing, yeah. you, have to, you have to schedule it. I don't care how many kids you have or what your job is like or your other obligations that you have in your life. You have got to carve out. Mm-hmm. I mean, a good... Really, as much as you can, half an hour, hour, whatever, every day. But if you can only manage five minutes, like you just got to do. I've been meaning to do one of those meditation apps. Mm-hmm. I haven't done it yet, um, but I'm going to because I hear such great things about them. But you you just have to, whether that's drawing, reading a chapter in a book, or just sitting there and staring at the fucking wall. There's the first profanity of the day. Sorry, I should have given y'all a warning. Um, oh, wait. I have to talk about our special guest today. Just really quick. Yeah. Our, our special guest could close out the episode. That's right. We, this is talking about recharging. Um, we, <clears throat> we met someone <laughs> at the beach. At a gift, at a gift shop. At a, at a little um, place called, what was it called? Driftwood Mercantile. Okay. Um, yes. And this special guest we named Mr. Driftwood. Oh, and here he is. Hey, y'all. <laughs> Hi, Mr. Driftwood. Can you tell us who you are? Yeah, absolutely. I'm a shark puppet. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here, Mr. Driftwood. Can you tell us why you're here? Because I'm on your right hand. <laughs> okay, I'm being silly, but I brought that up. And it's true. We, we did get a little shark puppet uh, at the beach, and we started doing these stupid little videos with him, and we named him Mr. Driftwood. And you know what? That's how we recharge. We do dumb stuff. Yeah. We we kind of revert to like age 13 and we just do these silly things. And I think as teachers, really any profession probably, but since this one is geared towards teachers, you just have to embrace the silly. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. If you are constantly, I mean, I think this is why I had to step away from for, from formally every day in special ed. As opposed to my now, I feel like I've become a consultant in in a weird way just to people in my life, especially friends who have young kids and they have like communication or development questions. But if you get like too serious about it and you can't break away and have your (laughs) immature moments during the summer, it could really crack you apart. Say crack again. Crack. <laughs> For all those Mean Girls fans out there. But I really appreciate Mr. Driftwood coming on to this podcast because he is booked up. I mean, his schedule is like back to back. So I know, right? Like, I got to go to Louisiana next week and I got to get a new agent because he sucks. 
Just so everyone knows, Mr. Driftwood, a.k.a. Susan's hand with a shark puppet on it, was right up against the microphone as if the voice was coming out of the puppet. And I love that we do that for an audio format. (laughs) We're planning to start an Instagram page. Um, We'll keep you posted. Yes. That's a little cliffhanger for next season. Um, If you have some fun ways that you recharge over the summer, you should absolutely email us at spedrehab at gmail.com and let us know what you do over the summer. Uh, We're going to take... You know what I like to do, Melanie? What is that, Mr. Driftwood? I like to eat stuff. Like what? I like to eat fish and chicken. I don't get a lot of chicken where I am, though. You got chicken what about chicken of the sea oh no i i I see a kitty cat over there i'm gonna go eat that kitty cat kitty cat so if you haven't turned off your podcast already (laughs) we do want to thank you so much for listening today to the whole season for sticking with us we are open to feedback we are teachers who are wanting of critical feedback so that we can improve. We so good feedback. Yes. <laughs> no, we appreciate any suggestions, but we're really looking forward to next season. Looking, yeah, looking forward to next season and having more guests, uh, families, parents, other educators, just people who uh, or other therapists who work with in the field with any kind of kids with disabilities so and a little preview of something we'll probably start off next season with is about picking your battles in the special ed field in the special ed world so that's something else you can send us any any battles that you had to really be choosy about in your position in terms of what to let go and what to fight for. We want to hear about it so we can talk about it and share your stories. Spedrehab at gmail.com. S-P-E-D-R-E-H-A-B. Like and subscribe. <laughs> Isn't that what the cool kids are saying now? It is. It is. Okay, I'm glad I got that right. <laughs> All right. Love you guys. What do you, what do you, you want to say anything else, Mr. Driftwood? Bye, Melanie. That cat was delicious. I'm so glad you enjoyed it. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and we will talk to you next time. Bye. On Sped Rehab. Bye, Susan. <laughs> <laughs>